All right, I just pressed start. Hello, climate change. Waking up and taking action one conversation at a time. I'm Amy Callisher. I'm actually incredibly nervous about this podcast because it's the first time I've done one where I'm all by myself talking to the mic. And for some reason, that makes me a lot more self-conscious than just talking to a person with microphones in front of our faces. Um, I feel a little more exposed. But... um, I'm doing this for two reasons. One is that, um, well, actually, let's say there's three reasons. The first reason is that ever since I thought of the idea of recording one by myself, I've known that it was the scariest thing for me, so I decided I had to face that fear. Um, The uh, second reason is that I actually do have quite a few thoughts that I don't want to try to squeeze into a conversation with someone else where I'm really wanting to make my focus be um, listening to them and soliciting their thinking, giving them an opportunity to be listened to while they think out loud, um, and being able to think together with them about whatever fresh ideas come up. But I've had some insights over the course of making these podcasts, and I wanted to share them with you, those of you who are listening um, and getting something from this. You know, I wanted to talk to you directly. And I guess the third reason that I'm doing this, to be fair, is that I just didn't, the person that I had lined up fell through. So, but um, today I'm giving myself a title of what's in it for me. There's several reasons for that, obviously, because I'm talking about myself and talking to you directly. But also, one thought that I keep having about the sort of eat your vegetables kind of feeling of work that this, <laughs> that, that taking on this topic sort of inspires in us, you know, it feels like, well, gosh, I'd really just want to watch something entertaining on Netflix. I don't want to be reading through petitions and giving up my time at the gym or my time with my family to go engage in some kind of protest or whatever it is. I had the thought that that analogy that I keep bringing up in my own mind, that doing these kind of things feels like, you know, being a good child eating your broccoli. But the reality is that the more you do them, the healthier you feel. (laughs) The healthier you are, the better you feel, and the more you crave um, healthy foods. So I think the same is true with being engaged um, more deeply in our world. That's part of what's in it for me in a very... um, superficial, very sort of general way, not specific. So I do have some specific thoughts, but let me back up. One thing that I have discovered through doing these one-on-one conversations recorded is that it really is hard to think and listen fully um, in real time. And I really see it mostly because I get to, when I edit, I get to look back at the conversations that I had. And points that people are making that I think I understand in the moment, when I listen to them again, I understand them better. I I see their... It's almost like I can see the thought that the person is trying to articulate rather than just what actually comes out of their mouth. When I'm able to listen without having to try to think about what I'm going to say next, without um, anticipating... So that's been really great. But I've also noticed that there are times when where somebody says something that feels sort of troublesome to pay attention to, so I let it skim by 
An example that comes to mind is talking to somebody who has a lot of activism in her past and was talking about we we're it's like sort of a a place where she'll come to where it starts to feel like too hard or too too depressing or overwhelming to keep moving on a topic like this and I understood that completely but when I listened to that conversation back I wished that I had said something right there like huh so let's explore that a little bit because like I have an, a kind of a feeling like the places where we are not able to move flexibly on this topic we need to stretch and I sort of have a yoga kind of analogy where if you stretch into something that's stiff and you need to do it gently, but you need to keep breathing and you need to keep stretching and it actually feels good if you're doing it right. It's actually kind of a, gives me a sense of relief just to think about that. Um, I, I guess I come from it from, at it from the philosophy that we will think better if we are listened to and we will think better if we get a chance to feel whatever feelings get in our way of thinking well. Um, I recently read an article by Charles Eisenstein, who, by the way, is one of the minds that I like to follow in thinking about these things. So if, if you know, I just, I recommend looking him up. If you're like where I'm coming from, you'll probably like what, what he has to say. Anyway, he wrote something where he was talking about how we need to move towards the people who think differently than us. And in this article, he quoted someone in his life, I think he said his chiropractor, it might have been something like that. But anyway, he said that this, this person said to him that anger is just a bodyguard for grief. And I really like that image. I, I think I would expand upon it. I would say that anger isn't the only bodyguard for grief. Um, that uh, judgment, whether our judgments are that, that it's the whole spectrum from, you know, this person is at fault or this person is stupid. I'm smarter than them to the other, completely the other side of it, which is when you feel bad about yourself when you make judgments about yourself that you're not smart enough, that you're not strong enough. There's lots of ways in which we can manipulate our minds to avoid feeling the pain of something. And I think that the big challenge or one of the one of the many big challenges around addressing climate change is that we have to um, we have to care about it. We have to care about it uh, very deeply. I believe that everyone cares to their best of their uh, ability for, for to to the to the width of whatever bandwidth <laughs> they have available to put on this topic they do you know caring is an entry point and i feel like a lot of what this doing this podcast has been for me is trying to stretch my bandwidth sometimes when you say something that's hopeful the thing that's going to come back at you is where people don't feel hopeful. They'll, they'll, they'll just like put their next card on the table of where they're not hopeful. And, and one interpretation of that is maybe on some level they're hoping that you can make sense of it for them. Um, so it's just, I don't know, some, it's good to understand psychology, I guess is the bottom line.
as I've done these podcasts, I have felt like I've been reconnecting with a part of, I will, I'll put it this way, a part of myself I left behind in childhood. A, a good example of it is like when you're a little kid and you go to the city for the first time, if you were raised in the country like I was, and you see a homeless person on the side of the road and how devastating that is to, that your parents sort of coach you just to walk right by and ignore um, somebody obviously in need. Those kind of things where you, when you come to know as a child that there are things that are happening in the world where people are, are really, really hurt and need more support and need more supportive environment as well, that there's nothing you can do is what you're taught. So when I was a teenager and hearing about the Amazon rainforest being cut down and how many acres per hour, you know, was being burned up and and how devastating that was, how scary it was for the people who were putting the news out. You know, they they were they were saying like it was all exclamation point. This is dramatic, this is terrible, we have to make it stop. And I agreed, but I didn't feel like there was anything I could do. So there's something that I internalized very early on is that you can care about it, but you can't do anything about it. And that is what I've been trying to undo. And I've, I feel like I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm not someone who's naturally, like I, I didn't get raised by people who take for political action. I wasn't, I never saw it. The only time I saw it in my hometown was when a pipe, a gas pipeline was being rooted through my town and my town kind of organized to say no to that. Now, that same gas pipeline happens to be a mile from where I live now. And even at the time, I had the thought, like, who do we think we are? This was like a rich town. Well, not, not as rich as some towns, but, you know, a pretty wealthy um, town in Connecticut that could organize itself to fight a pipeline. And, of course, it's just going to go somewhere where people weren't, didn't have so much resources or, or, or the, there wasn't as much organization. It was just going to go where people were poor. Is there more I want to say right now? This will be a short one. I'm sure there are many, many more things I want to say. I'm not sure how like, uh, coherent this whole thing is, but um, I've been getting a lot out of doing these just in learning how to um, slow down my mind while I'm talking to people. I think there's something really important about practicing talking to people about these things and listening to them because eventually they'll say something like, nobody cares. And I, I might be able to have the courage I wouldn't have had um, had I not been doing these podcasts and thinking about this to speak up and say, yeah, but why? Like, what's going on in their lives that gets in the way? And how can we care about that, our, the people in our lives more, to allow them to feel supported enough that um, they can take on more and more? And that we don't have to get discouraged by the fact that they're their plate is full or to what happens. So I've done like 39. We'll see what happens when I get to another, another 39 under my belt. And I mean, I'm definitely in a different place than I was then. I am looking for places in my life where I can free up space to actually engage more, much more deeply, um, in political action. And, and I want to, and it's not coming out of trying to escape feeling bad about myself because I'm not doing something. And that's where I was at the beginning of this was that feeling of pressure internally, like some kind of, um, uh, hypocr hypocrisy was, 
in me. I think in general, like any bad thing that happens makes us feel bad about ourselves. And then we try to act as a way to escape feeling bad about ourselves rather than act, feeling those feelings and then acting out of logic, out, out of like sort of strict logic. Um, you feel your feelings, you let them direct you to what matters, and then you make decisions about how to act according to what makes the most sense, not what will make you feel better or feel some relief, you know, make, make feel some relief to throw a rock through a window. <laughs> but it's not really going to fix anything. Uh, know what I'm saying? All right. Um, I have several people lined up um, for after the holidays that I'm excited about. My friend, the uh, climate scientist, um, my friend, the sociologist who teaches on climate science, uh, teaches about climate change and the sociology of climate change is her course. And I really enjoy, I've enjoyed every conversation I've had with both of those two people. Plus I have a friend who's worked for the Depar Depar Department of Environmental Protection in Connecticut um, and has a lot of local action. She's in the process of spearheading and, and this is where her focus is, you know, thinking about what's going on. I think she works for the EPA now. Actually, I'm not even entirely sure what, cause she's changed jobs over the, t over the course of the years that I've known her, but, but, um, environmental protection is her field. Um, so, and she's excited to do it too. So these will be great. And then, um, I have a friend who's, who's been very, uh, active in supporting Standing Rock protest and has sort of a spiritual um, orientation to care of the environment, which I think will be just kind of nurturing, healing to hear. Um, and then again, I have another conversation coming up with my friend who's a naturopathic physician. So she comes at it from the angle of the science of health. Those are all, those are, those are all coming up. All right. Thanks for listening. I love getting the some messages I've been getting from people suggesting topics, talking about ideas. I'm going to continue to reference those as I go forward in these podcasts. So thanks very much for that. All right. Take care.